This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. This is without question the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in six years. Uh, playoffs? What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm f***ing pistol. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Come around. Reverses it. And the pass goes into the end zone. The Nick and it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Alba inside. It's Messi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wide Open Sportscast. I'm Rip. Hey, I'm Feds, and welcome back to the almost world-famous Wide Open Sportscast recording on a rainy Sunday, April the 15th, Jackie Robinson Day. Jackie Robinson Day, very true. And uh, Too bad, like, half the teams in the area won't even be playing in today. And it's too bad that it was 85 degrees yesterday, and now it's, like, 42. By the time that we left the bar last night... It was 40-something degrees, and the wind was crazy. And by the time that we had gotten there, it was like 80 still. Yeah, we were, we were about ready to go sit outside. Thankfully, we didn't because mm-hmm. we were supposed to be watching uh, some basketball and some baseball there. And for some reason, they didn't have their TVs on outside. I don't know why. But thankfully, we didn't also because we would have been freezing our asses off eventually. And we probably wouldn't have gotten a seat inside. It's especially because no one brought jackets. Like, oh, it's 80 degrees out. Yeah. I mean, I had a jack in the car, but, I mean, it just would have been annoying to have to go get that and all. Mm-hmm. That, would have been, that would have sucked. But besides that, man, how have you been? Good. It's just a typical spring. Uh, Not really know. typical. It's typical. The weather <laughs> sucks. Um, just got back. I uh, saw Billy Joel on Friday. How was, was that? Incredible. Incredible experience. I highly, highly recommend it. It was awesome. Loved every moment of it. But What was your favorite song that he did? <sighs> Piano Man's high up there. Um my life was really good. Played guitar and did they did, did uh, we didn't start the fire. He played guitar for we didn't start the fire. That and Uptown Girl, yeah. Very nice. I was like, wow. Would you look at that? Does he still dance for Uptown Girl? Uh not as much. No, yeah, it's but more, it's more shuffle. He does. Uh, it's more of a shuffle and twirling and spinning the microphone stand. Like yeah. he's like doing like three sixty flips with the microphone stand and stuff. Okay, that was about it. How about you? Honestly, dude, not much is going on with me. Uh, which is fine. I could uh I could deal with that for now. Oh but, yeah, I'm sure. But with that, we're also into one of the greater times of the year for sports. Hockey playoffs, baby. And NBA playoffs. Playoff season, uh we're getting closer and closer to uh the uh, triple crown races. Mm-hmm. We are uh, <coughs> the NFL draft is right around the corner. NFL draft is right around the corner. Baseball is up and swinging. The, the uh, Premier League season is starting to wind down, come to an end. We're getting to Champions League semifinals. Liverpool. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Uh, but again, thank you again for tuning in today. And remember that you can check us out at wide open underscore sports on Twitter. And then also check us out at wide open sportscast on SoundCloud and iTunes. It is so glad to be back with you all after a little time off because life has just been crazy lately. Yeah, man. But we're back and we are ready to rock and roll. So what we want to do first, basketball or hockey playoffs. Uh, let's jump I'll into basketball. A choice to you. Let's jump into basketball, dude. 
Okay. Because I feel like that's a little bit fresher. Uh-huh. It hasn't been going on as long as hockey. So let's do that first. Fair call. Uh, first up, uh, Raptors and Wizards. Uh, I'd like to talk about that. One thing I thought that was really cool, uh, I, I always think it's cool that Drake sits courtside. Definitely. <clears throat> Probably their number one fan. Yeah, definitely their number one fan. But uh, yesterday he was wearing a Humboldt Broncos jersey on the, on the sideline for the Raptors. And, and for, for those of you that don't know, the Humboldt Broncos were a junior hockey team in Saskatchewan who had a um, – their team bus had a tragic collision with the tractor trailer, and a number of the players and coaches were killed in the accident. And there's been such a great outpouring to the community and within the hockey community as well. Um, if you want to donate to their college, you can go see it on GoFundMe. Their original goal was to raise four million dollars, and we just looked it up, Rick. What was it eleven and a half? Just, just about eleven and a half million dollars. That's incredible. I mean, with all the shit that goes on in the world, it's like, in, I mean, including that, that that was a horrible thing. It's good to see something good come out of it, because mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there's support from the NHL. Like uh, during the press conference for the Vegas Golden Knights, their head coach wore a Vegas Golden Knights jersey, but uh, a humble was the name tag with the number 18 on the back yeah a uh, few NA, uh, AHL teams uh I believe it was the Syracuse Cruise or Crush I forget which one all all their name plates on the back of their jersey during during the game today said Humboldt or yesterday so a lot of a lot of good things come out of tragedy it's sad but it's also good at the same time always remember to uh Hug your family because you never know when it's going to be the last day. Yeah. I know it's a little bit of hockey in our NBA talk, but uh, Toronto came up winning 114 to 106, which was a very, very, very close game. It was back and forth every, every period, or every period, every quarter. I got hockey on the mind. Yeah. I mean, we, we're all there right now. Um, especially, I was surprised to see at halftime that the Wizards had the lead in that one. Yeah, and they, then all of a sudden, the Raptors just went out. I think you and I were both watching the game while a few of our buddies were out and getting ready to head out. And we saw Kyle Lowry hit that nasty step back three. Yes. They went from being down six to up ten within like two, three minutes of the third quarter. And the Wizards were just like, ah, we'll talk this one over. So that was wild. Yeah, that was pretty wild, but I mean, overall, that game was awesome. Uh, a game that wasn't really awesome, I thought, was the Golden State Warriors and the oh, San Antonio Spurs. Blowout. Yeah, one thirteen to ninety two. Uh, I mean, it's same thing's gonna happen last year. That's gonna happen this year. If I mean San Antonio, they're not quote unquote healthy because someone doesn't want to play. play. Uh, Which I saw, by the way, today that the Clippers are arming themselves with a trade package that they want to send to San Antonio if Kawhi Leonard's going to be traded away. Do you think we see him in the playoffs this year? No. I I, I think he's way overcommitted to this uh, I'm not ready to play stance that he's on that he is not going to be in this playoffs. I mean, it's, it's such a shame because he's such a talented player. And the Spurs deservedly could be a much higher seed if he was in and actually playing. Yeah. It's I'm, such a major piece that they're losing. 
And it's not like the you know you have the golden days of the Spurs. They're still a talented team. Like yes, they deserve their record. I forget how many years in a row now they've been in the playoffs. It's been that long that you can't even name it. But that team is not a seven seed if Kawhi Leonard is plays at least half of the games this year. Because we yeah. saw how tight the West was this year. There was two games separating fourth and ninth. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So uh, j- just imagine if he plays another 10 games. The Spurs are looking at a home court advantage, and they would probably be lined up. I'm trying to see who the – they'd be lined up with the Jazz or the Thunder. Yeah, and they wouldn't have to play Golden State Warrior, which, I mean, it was also an impressive – win yesterday because Steph Curry wasn't playing yeah and that's to win by uh what was it 132 uh no no what, what 113 to 92 and I feel like that's a big win for them because the Warriors had really fallen off the rails a little bit yeah there's the whole talk about the, the problems that they were too high on themselves the injury problems uh do you watch Game of Zones at all uh, I haven't. No, thing. no. I, 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 I watched last year's. I haven't watched this year's yet. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna give you the spoiler report. That's fine. Uh, you should check it out. The first episode was the Warriors painting like a championship painting mural in their castle with them all fighting LeBron James, and they have uh, somebody running like back and forth, telling them all the trade acquisitions in the West while they're discussing getting Swaggy P, <laughs> and. They keep running back and forth, and every time they say a player, they're like, oh, we're not concerned. Like, he runs up and goes, Lord I'm Commander, concerned. another Raven. Sorry oh, to interrupt, but, but it's a big name. Hall of Famer. Okay. Vince Carter. I'm... He's joining House Kings. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Kerr just like, how, how, just, just tell us when some relevant player actually, and then he comes back up like at the end of the episode and goes, Chris Paul's on the Rockets. There's a new triple Thunder team. Like, there's a new super team in Oklahoma City. And he starts going through, and again, Steve Kerr's just like, again, let us know when something actually threatens us. And then it goes to a cut to the credits. It's like, oh, Steph, are you all right? Ah, uh, just my ankle. Clay Thompson, <laughs> don't climb up there. Kevin, are you all right? You just fell. Ah, uh, just my ribs. I'll be fine. And just going through the whole list of all the injuries. Yeah, that was a, that was kind of a big storyline going in. Is Golden State Warriors going to be able to stay healthy throughout this playoffs? Because they haven't this season. And I'm just knowing that the NBA gets a little bit more physical going into the playoffs. Is that going to prevent them from going all the way again this year? I I don't know. We'll we'll see about it. Uh, the Pellies, Spice Boys, go up on Portland. One nothing behind a very solid performance from Anthony Davis and Rondo had 17 dishes in that game. Wow, Rondo's is he back? Yeah, is he back? Holy crap, dude! For I, a little bit, <laughs> for for a little bit, yeah. You never you never know. I feel like he's kind of streaky. Uh, that's a big win for New Orleans too because they are the sixth seed and they are in Portland. I I'd like to see the winner of that series go far. Yeah, because you have in between, you either have Anthony Davis or Damian Lillard. Those are two people I'd like to see go far in the West. Yeah, those are that's like very underdogish, like teams playing against each other right there. Uh, and then last night you also had the process plays its first playoff game in years, and that was back and forth for a while. Game one between the. Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat. Um, the Sixers ended up running away with the win in the end, 130-103. to 103. They had a solid second half. But if you were watching that game, yeah, that, that quarter number one 
uh, the Heat were up by six, and then the Heat went up two going into the half. And then the Sixers outscored them 34-18 in the third quarter and 40-25 in quarter number four. They had a 40-point fourth quarter. The Heat once held a 12-point lead uh, somewhere towards the end of the first, and then from there it was just completely downhill. But you know what the big storyline for that for me was? That game? Uh, the ringing of the bell and the kind of like the pregame ceremony. The phantom of the process. Yeah, they had Joel Embiid ring the bell, and he was wearing the phantom of the opera mask. You know that half mask. (laughs) The phantom of the process. What a freaking nut! (laughs) Uh, Ben Simmons had a very solid game last night for the Sixers. Uh, Trying to find his stats right here, he ended up going uh, in 34 minutes. He had 17 points. Uh, He made 13 shots on the night, and then he also had 14 assists. He was one rebound away from a triple-double in his first playoff game. Wow. That sucks. Trust the process. I mean, that doesn't suck, but that sucks. I wasn't able to do that. Yeah. But, I mean, first first games of round one, I would give it overall grade B+. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, again, the Warriors game was a letdown, but that's something you should have seen coming. Yeah, I was, I was like, that's not shocking. Toronto and Washington was a lot more back and forth. Um, I'd say the best game out of all of them probably had to be New Orleans and Portland, because I mean, the Sixers and Heat was good for a half. Yeah, and then the Sixers just blew up out of nowhere. Uh, let's look at the other four games that are going to be starting here. Uh, first one, you have Houston will be going against Minnesota. Minnesota ends the longest playoff drought in NBA history. So they are now back. Yeah, but I don't expect them to go too far no. past Houston. No. That's, that would be a no, – no, 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 That would no. be the upset. Uh, Is it a bold statement if uh, we're even asking the question if the, if the Timberwolves get a game off of Houston? No, I I I think they could. Yeah, I, I I they definitely have the talent there. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, would it would it be a monumental win? No, I say I, I say four one, Rockets. Okay, yeah, I, I I could definitely I could, I could be down with that. That just I think what is it? The Rockets have only lost two games this year when Harden and Chris Paul both play. Yeah, that. Uh, it's obscene. What was the thing that you told me last night? If, let's say, LeBron James oh, goes so to the Houston Rockets? If LeBron James and Paul George both go to the Rockets in the offseason, the starting lineup will be, if you go by their first names, will be Chris, Paul, LeBron James. And then the starting lineup by their last names would be James Harden, Paul George. <laughs> That's always fun. That's so good. But they just do it just to make it happen. Do it for the banter and just be like, yeah, let's go make it happen. Yeah. The, uh, the amount of memes that would come out of that one. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Banana boat memes. Uh, next one, which honestly, I could definitely see 100% this being an upset. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks versus Boston, uh, Boston 100%. Celtics. 100%. I mean, just because the Celtics are so depleted at this point, it more like I mean, Golden State Warriors were injured this year. Not not like the Boston Celtics. You lost Gordon Hayward in the first two minutes of the season. Yeah, and then and then you lose so many more, so much more after that. Yeah, 
And, of course, the big hit there is Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie going down. Was... Jason Tatum is not going to take you through a seven-game series by himself. He's not there yet. He's good. That's, a, again, the youngest team in the NBA. But not getting there yet. And now, who on that team is really going to stop uh, Giannis? Yeah. Can't just, I, I can't see it happen. The man holds down the boards like no other. Yeah. The leading point scorer now for Boston with all the injuries is Jalen Brown. Yeah. He's also the leading rebounder, I believe. Uh, yeah, and Greg Monroe. Meanwhile, all the Buck stats, Giannis, 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 except Chris Middleton leads the team in assists. I could see that series going 4-2 Milwaukee. I could, I honestly, I, I see this one going to Game Seven, mm-hmm. uh, one hundred percent going to Game Seven with Giannis. Like if he, if Giannis stays healthy, which, I mean, he seems like he's been healthy the whole year. Not much has kept him down. Like I, I could see the Bucks taking that, no problem. Uh, next we got the Indiana Pacers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. <clears throat> Good luck. Um, yeah, this one I could definitely see just going 4-0. Yeah, uh, easily. Because it seems like Cleveland, they once they did all those trades, they had went on a hot streak, then they fell a little bit more, but then they're they're back up on their horse. And, and it's LeBron in the playoffs. Yeah, so and LeBron I, in the playoffs, like it's he's go, been it, to the finals how many years in a row? Like again six? another one of those statistics that it's been so long yeah, it's been it was like six or seven years in yeah. a row lebron has been in the well, let's say NBA he had, finals what he had three with the Cavs, three with the heat and then one with the seven in a row yeah seven years in a row lebron's yeah. been in the finals uh and i honestly see it being eight but i will say though i'm making a bold predicament right here in the east i'm not a bold predicament a bold prediction <laughs> Okay, a bold predicament. Yeah. <laughs> the 76ers will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Nice. I, I can see that. I easily see them Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, it'll, get, it'll show that throwing games for many years will get you somewhere oh, in the NBA. Yeah. So, uh, what are they doing about that now? Aren't they doing it next year or something like that? That it's like if you're a lottery well, team, everyone has the same chance? Well, the the Dallas Mavericks uh, owner said something pretty much to the fact where, where it was, well, our best option at this point is just to keep losing. And so the commissioner, Adam Silver, was like, uh, that's not going to happen. You're getting a fine, and we are going to do some adjustments. I don't know if it's exactly that. Mm-hmm. I think it's maybe a little bit closer, where it's maybe if you're the last seed, you don't get it as good of a chance anymore. Which is fine, but in a way, I mean, this should have happened three years ago. I mean, the trust the process shit shouldn't have been able to happen because it's exactly what he said happened. Our best option is to lose. That's what the 76ers did, and they got all this great talent because they just kept losing, and then they're like, okay, now it's time to go. Now they're the three seed in the East. Yeah. On what, a 16-game winning streak? Something like that. Something stupid. Yeah. Um, so, if we're going to go through it, I'll give you the series, you give me the winner. Uh, Rockets, Timberwolves. Well, we're not done yet. We didn't do Utah Jazz, Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, wow. I'm skipping ahead of this. Or, or it should be more Utah Jazz versus Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. But, I mean, dude, Russell Westbrook. 
The second straight season averaging a triple. You know that that that's so crazy that that wasn't such a big storyline this year. Yeah. Not many people talked about that. He's the only player in NBA history. I I mean to get a triple double in back to back seasons like one season alone when Oscar Robertson did it was en- was enough like back to back seasons. I mean it just shows I mean how how huge he is for that team. That team that that without him on that team they they'd be that's pathetic. Maybe what tenth, maybe, maybe at best. Maybe because you still have Melo and Paul George. Yeah, but I mean, they're not the Melo and Paul George at best. No. So never even thought Melo was that much of a superstar. Anyway, he's good, but I thought he always thought Melo was very overhyped. I mean, I could score thirty points a game too if I shot the ball fifty times a game. Yeah, and their last last matchup, OKC beat Utah one hundred three eighty nine. I I could see it being a little bit closer during the series. I'll say probably about like four two, OKC. Yeah, I'll say OKC too. Yeah. So looks like we're gonna go Rockets over the Wolves, uh-huh. Thunder over the Jazz. Yeah. Portland or New Orleans. <sighs> New Orleans. No, I'm gonna go Portland there. I think Portland battles back. Um, Golden State. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Toronto over Washington. I think Washington will make it a lot more interesting. That that's that's this is probably gonna be the best series. Yeah. It, like in the first round, Washington Raptors. Yeah. Like I, I think I think this could go the distance. Um, but yeah, I think the Raptors will win overall. And then Cleveland over Indiana. I think we're both gonna take yeah. the process over the Heat. Yeah. And then I'm taking the Bucks over Boston. It feels weird, but yeah. Yeah, I yeah. can totally see it. It's just the Boston has so many injuries. Yeah. Is, is Jalen Brown really going to outscore outscore the Greek freak? Probably not. Yeah, can't just can't see it happening. Although the Bucks, who's up next after Giannis? Um... You stop one player. Right? Yeah. That is true. Because that's my problem with the Raptors. Like, the Raptors are very good, but what happens when you stop Lowry and DeRozan? Like, Serge is there a little bit, but you stop DeRozan and Lowry, it's been the problem that's plagued them all the times that they've made the playoffs. Is you stop the two of them, and you're in. Yeah, very true. I think for Toronto, it's going to come down to Kendall's role and bench players step up, which I they've done a good job of this season. But again, you're in the playoffs now. Totally new ball game, totally new season, and I truly think if you stop those two, you're in good shape against Toronto. Very true. The Rockets, you just got to pray to God that they don't have a crazy night shooting, because you know you're at least going to score 110 points against them. Yeah. The problem is they're going to score 130. Example A. Literally. We'll see when they get to it tonight. Um, they'll be starting off the... We're currently at 1.09 a.m. A.m. Wow. P.m. Mm, late night. Late early Sunday. morning recordings. <laughs> uh, here in our friendly confines of our New Hope Studios, the Celtics just tipped off. So we will see where that goes. Playoff season. So great. Moving from one playoffs to the next playoff. Let's go. NHL playoff. All right. What's better? Hockey 
or basketball playoffs? Uh, does, is that a question? Best playoffs, period. Does it belong to hockey? Yes. It's it's so great. Love me some playoff hockey. We'll be getting a good taste of it tomorrow night. Yeah. Me, me Feds, and a few other of our friends are going to be heading out to the Rock, the Prudential Center, to watch Game 3 of New Jersey Devils versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Dude, uh, I don't know about you. I was getting scared. I didn't know if the Devils were going to hold on. I don't know, man. At the uh, beginning of the year, when it was coming down to the wire, and we had that West Coast trip, and even though they did well with it, Florida was just so hot. I was like, I, I, I don't know. Like, we're gonna have to pull something uh, special together, and we did, which was great. But we're in a little bit of a hole right now. So while we're there, let's get to our Devils first. Uh, down two nothing to Tampa, lost five two and five three, respectively. Uh, blockade got pulled last night. And enters Corey Schneider. Yeah, the uh, the bench starting goalie <laughs> finally gets a start, and he'll probably I, I have, probably I get the him. start for Game Three. Yeah, I mean after Kincaid lets up nine goals because one of them was an empty netter mm-hmm. on in Game One, lets up nine goals. The Devils looked a lot more confident in front of Corey Schneider than they did Keith and Cade ap- after that, and they did score a goal. And not only that, too, is you take away that st- the 10 minutes in the second period yesterday where they had a complete meltdown, and it seems like, what, they gave up, like, four goals? It was, like, four goals in, like, five minutes. Yeah. Something like, like that. Like, just stupid. complete meltdown. Yeah, I mean, the Devils did great besides that, that short spurt of screwing up, whether it was, like, great shots by Tampa Bay or an own goal, which was... If that own goal wasn't there, I think the Devils would have been a lot more in there. Yeah. Sammy Votten then scored twice yesterday. Yeah, and he only had one goal for the Devils. That's rough. But uh, I could, I don't, I don't see the Devils getting swept. At least I'll, no. gi- I'll give them that. I don't see the Devils getting swept, which, which is interesting right now about the uh, the playoffs. There is only one, one, uh, one group. Uh, what one group? Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, that has that isn't up. Uh, 2-0 or 1-0 at this very moment. That's uh, Penguins-Flyers, which, I mean, the two of them together is always a great series, yeah. whether it's a regular season or playoffs. Penguins-Flyers, the Keystone State rivalry is so good. Oh, I uh, love it. They're, they're the only grouping right now where they're tied 1-1. Uh, yeah, everything else is... 2-0. Uh, if you're looking across the series, uh, all these other matchups. So I was just looking up some stats um, on the Devils. The Devils definitely game planned putting Zajac and the Texans together against Kucherov and Sam Coase. But that second line of Tampa of Palat, Point, and Johnson has combined for a grand total of 10 points over two games playing together. That's ridiculous. Pallet has a goal and three assists. Point has a goal and two assists. Johnson has two goals and an assist. It just shows how much winning at home means. And I will say this about the Devils. And for these other teams, because while we're on the topic of being down 2-0, shout out again to our good friend Jeff Magachetti for this quote. You're not in trouble till you lose at home. That is true. So the Devils will get a test at it tomorrow. Um, looking at the other series, Boston up 2-0 on Toronto. That that doesn't even look close. Like I was expecting a much better series out of Toronto and Boston, but Boston has just been relentless. Another thing that's very apparent in these games, Toronto has been playing dirty. 
and yeah. it's going nowhere. It's it's not helping them at all. They're doing bad checks. They're taking people out. Like it's not it's not good. It Toronto's good still thinking back to the last time they played each other in uh, that game seven, when Toronto was up. What was it three goals in game seven with 10 to go and Boston fought back and forced overtime and won Bergeron yeah. had that winner Toronto's still having flashbacks of that yeah right I think but what was it five one and seven two last night yeah like it's not even close but again that will be very interesting seven interesting three to see seven, seven three, three. Yeah. that'll be interesting to see when Toronto goes back home uh, the one series that's only 1-0, they've only played one game so far, but back in action today is Washington and Columbus. Columbus squeaked one out. Dude, Columbus has been so hot. Is like, it is it that Columbus is it that hot, or is it another typical Capitals playoff choke? No, I like, think. Like, the, the Blue Jackets, they were on a huge winning streak towards the end of the season. They, did, they went into the playoffs very hot, and seemed like... I mean, the first game went into overtime, and they squeaked it out over Washington. But I, I could 100% see Columbus advancing. I, I think I picked them to beat Washington. Oh, in your bracket? Yeah. yeah. Um, some of the other 2-0s. Nashville up 2-0 on Colorado. Colorado putting up one hell of a fight, though. Yeah. I mean, Colorado, both games, they, they started out with, like, they they scored the first goal, but Nashville came up and and won both games. And Nashville went up five three with a minute to go, and Colorado scored thirty seconds later. Like they, it's been tightly contested. It's been a great series. I, I was listening to the radio, and they said it's kind of a thing with the Predators this year, where it's like for whatever reason, when they're playing in Bridgestone Arena, they never worry. Both games, Colorado scored the first goal, and everyone in the building was just like, "We're fine. Yeah, we're totally fine." And then they pulled both of them out. A uh, Winnipeg up two zero on Minnesota. Can't say I'm surprised there. Yeah, Winnipeg. That that's like maybe not so silent, but kind of silently been like just streaking this whole year. Been doing well, staying under the radar. Stay on the radar just because maybe people don't expect them to go to the Stanley Cup. They 100 percent can go to the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, yeah. No, doubt I about. think the West representative. <coughs> will be the winner of Nashville-Winnipeg in the next round. could easily see it. Yeah. Uh, Does NHL reseed or no? No, not, they used to, not yeah. anymore. So I, I can see, and that's a shame. Like, I know a hot topic this year has been the failing of this new playoff system where you're going to get Nashville and Winnipeg in the second round rather than the Western Conference Finals, the two best teams in the West. Uh, but... I think the winner of Nashville-Winnipeg is going to go on and represent the West. Because when you look at the other side, the Ducks are dead, down 2-0 to San Jose, with two games now in San Jose. San Jose took both games in Anaheim. And you know how we just said that quote, you're not in trouble till you're at home? Till you, you lose at home? home? Well, the Ducks lost two at home. Yeah. So now you have to go back for two in San Jose. Uh, I think San Jose is going to advance there. Um, apparently, I didn't see it, but apparently Corey uh, Perry had a huge meltdown last night. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see anything about it, but apparently he really lost his head, and it's going to be in some trouble for him. Oh, here it is. He hit a player so hard, his helmet went flying. <laughs> oh, really? And he drew a minor, minor penalty for it. So, yeah, they're in trouble. Uh, but the big story... 
which has been the big story for me this whole year, is the Vegas Golden Knights. How about them? Uh, Up 2-0 on the Kings. Had that glorious Game 1 intro where it went from medieval times to Lord of the Rings to a Blue Man Group rave concert. Yeah, that was a little weird. But, I mean, also... Vegas, Only in Vegas, right? Yeah. But, like, the big thing about that is they they squeaked by both games. I mean, one game nothing one... thing and 2-1 two, two and... What was it? Double OT? Double OT. Like, I mean, like, LA Kings, they're going home now. Like, this... uh, They're trying to make this, like, the new rivalry in the... In the NHL, these two teams. But like, I think, a lot of people are saying that. I think Kings and Sharks. Yeah, I mean, multiple no. teams can have multiple rivals. I mean, yeah. the Devils are rivals with Flyers and Rangers. Rangers, so, I mean, they can have multiple rivals. Yeah. But uh, they're trying to make this the, the next big rivalry. Um, I, I mean, it's shaping up where it could be right now. Uh, it just hasn't been, like, so firepowered like all the other games have been so far this year. So this is where the Golden Knights can be in trouble too, though. Is they're going back to L.A. and that L.A. Kings team is filled still with former Stanley Cup winners. Yes, they have the experience there. Where you have an expansion team, even though you got Mark and Andre Fleury, you had James Neal was in the Stanley Cup last year with Nashville. The Golden Knights have people that have been there. Mm-hmm. That Kings team is just still filled with a lot of role players who won it all. Yeah. When they beat the Devils and the Rangers a couple of years back, uh, so. Rick, here is my question for you that I'm going to hit you with. Out of the teams down 2-0, which one has the best chance at coming back and winning the series? You got New Jersey's down 2-0 to Tampa. You have Toronto down 2-0 to Boston. You have the Ducks down 2-0 to the Sharks. You have the Wild down 2-0 to the Jets. And you have the Kings down 2-0 to Vegas. Uh, It's kind of a tie for me. I I think... LA can come back, and I think the Ducks can come back. Both see them out west. Both, both, yeah. both that west. I think the, those have the best potential of coming back from a two-zero deficit. Because the the problem for me with uh, New Jersey and Tampa is first off with the Devils, you have they're still such a young team. Yeah, still I mean, did you know got and, into the playoffs behind Tampa, whose second line could be a first liner on any because it could be a first line on any other team in the NHL. Very basically. true. For Tampa just has so much depth. I do think the Devils will make it more interesting than a lot of people think though because the Devils did go undefeated against Tampa this year. Yeah. Which during the If you series. heard that stat after watching the first two games seeing a 5-2 and 5-3 loss, you'd be like, "What the hell?" Yeah. But also in both of those games you had like Eddie Lack making almost 50 saves. Yeah, Eddie Lack our our AHL goalie. Yeah. Um, Toronto's just getting clobbered. I can't see them coming back against Boston. Uh, but I will say out of those, I think the Kings have the best chance out okay. of those five. And now who's going to win the Battle of the Keystone State? Is it going to be Philly or Pittsburgh? I think Pittsburgh. I agree. Yeah, I, I just, I think they're, they're, I mean, they're, they look like they can go back to another Stanley Cup, even <laughs> as this team. I mean, when you have your center depth, is Crosby, Malkin, um, who's third? I, I forget his name, but he's a very well-known player. I'm looking up their depth chart right now. Very nice. Uh, just, I want to fact check myself, but it's so, they're, the, the Penguins are so deep. Oh, here we go. Um, Brassard is on there as well. 
And then, didn't they get, um, what's-his-face from the Senators, which was another big pickup for them. Anyway, I think yeah. we've lost this one. <laughs> oh, well. I think Let, we've let's lost just say the one. fact that they have Phil Kessel on their third line. Yeah. <laughs> says a lot about the depth of that team. Hot dog Kessel. Oh, well. I tried. Uh, so, hockey. It's great to have playoff hockey back, dude. Yeah. I, 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 there's no better time than it's just it's literally a whole new season. I'm I'm honestly I'm very very excited to have it tomorrow. Like to be there and experience playoff hockey again. Yeah, it's been a long time, man. I I think it's gonna be awesome. So with that, uh, why don't we before we jump into a little bit of baseball, why don't we jump to the questionable call while we're on the subject. Rick, your questionable call, question of the week, is the top three playoff series in NHL history that you have seen. What is? Uh, so, my number one, it is the Devils losing. To Colorado. To Colorado in 2001. That was such a great series overall. Uh, my second one would be the 2009 uh, Eastern Conference semifinals between Pittsburgh and Washington. The three seed versus the four seed. Back when they did the Cup playoffs correctly, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, that that was just so good, so much firepower. I mean, Ovechkin and Crosby both had hat tricks during that series. And then my final one, uh, which may be kind of a. Uh, a surprise would be the Carolina Edmonton Oilers. No, that I remember. 2006 that was a that was a phenomenal Stanley yeah. Cup final. That that was that was really good. How about you? Uh, my number one, I will say 2003 Stanley Cup Finals when we beat the Ducks. That was just such a back and forth game. Uh, the home team won every game, and the Devils won Game Seven, three nothing. That was just an unreal series. You had so many headlines, the stories. John Sebastian Jaguar got the Conn Smythe as the losing goalie. And then you had Paul Correa get literally knocked into next year by Scott Stevens. Came back, scored a goal in that game. That, that was that, that's, that is the greatest call ever in, in – no, no, do you believe in miracles? Probably the greatest yeah. call ever. One of the greatest calls ever was off the floor, on the boards, Paul Correa. Yeah. Like, that, that was off. Oh, um, 2004. That, that's never going to happen again either. Guy getting knocked out and coming back into a scoring, game. Scoring, yeah. Don't, that's don't ridiculous. Even think about it's it. It's so crazy how that was allowed back then. Yeah. Like, that, and it's not even that far long ago. That was 15 years ago. Like, that's not even that long ago. And, like, that happened. And, that's, yeah, nowadays you touch someone on the head and they're off in the locker room for concussion protocol. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go secondly. I'll say 2012 East first round, the last time the Flyers and the Penguins played each other. There's just so many goals, so many fights, so many penalties. And I think part of the experience for that, too, was when we were in SIGEP together. Yeah. Like, that time was awesome, those 2012 playoffs, because we had the Devils in the race. They obviously, they went to the final that year, but ended up losing the, the Kings. Uh, the Rangers were in it. We obviously beat the Eastern Conference Finals. The Flyers were in it. Uh, the Penguins were in it. Literally in our fraternity house at the time. 
if you watched hockey, you had a team in the race. Yeah. And it was just such a great time. I just remember watching that, like, doing the 2 p.m. power hours and watching the Flyers win, like, 6-4 with both teams having about a half hour of penalty minutes between the two of them combined. Like, that was such a great series to watch. And then third, I'm going to say 2004, the Lightning and the Flames in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, that was good. That was a really, really good one. I like that one a lot. Hopefully we get some more magic moments this year. Exactly. I would love to see this Flyers-Penguins go to a Game 7. That would be a lot of fun. I think it will. Mm-hmm. I, I could see it. I mean, I know Pittsburgh destroyed uh, the Flyers in the regular season, but again, playoff hockey, anything's possible. So we will see. And lastly, it is baseball season. We've been away for a little bit. So what we're going to do for baseball is we're going to do a little buy or sell. And we're going to start with our hot hot starts first. So hot you can't even touch the plate. First, Rick, you're Amazing Mets. Buying or selling the Mets hot start? Uh, I'm, I'm selling because, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to keep this up. Uh, I, th- I think the... The, like the competition in their in their standings, whether whether it be the uh, like the Phillies, the Braves, the Nationals, maybe not the Marlins, but I think those four teams are the closest they've been in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think it's sustainable, so I'm gonna sell it. Okay, um, my thing with them is the injuries. Yeah, I mean they they're they're already on to their third catcher. Like they are, if they're healthy, especially if that pitching staff stays healthy, the Mets could be so good. Yeah, but it's just how many times over the past few years have the injuries piled up? You see the Mets fade away. Yeah, I would like to see them do well though. I'd like to see someone else take that division. Yeah. Um. Secondly, my Boston Red Sox. Uh, I mean, as of right now, they're showing that they're two. Two forty-five million dollar budget is paying off, which yeah. I think is the highest in the it is MLB right now. Uh, I'll buy it. Hanley Ramirez looks healthy. Looks like a whole new player. The funny thing is how everyone hops on the Red Sox offense. Yeah, JD JD Martinez has looked like a great signing so far. Uh, but the main story right now for Boston, when you're looking at their statistics, is actually their pitching. Yeah. People always hype up the Boston offense saying that, you know, they can out-hit anybody. But this pitching right now, uh, you have Chris Sale with a 1.06 ERA to start the season. And you have Porcello. Yeah, David Price went out. He was injured for a little bit. Uh, what You know, not really surprised there. Uh, but I'm buying Boston right now. And then lastly on a hot start is Shohei Otani who has been likened to as a new Babe Ruth. Are you buying or selling his hot start on the mound and with his bat as well? Uh, I, I mean, he had a horrible spring training from from what I what I read. Not horrible, but not not what it was supposed to be. But then he came out hot in the regular series, the, I mean, where it, where it counts, both with the bat and with his hand. He's uh, already he's he's saying yo guys like play me I know what I'm doing here yeah <laughs> I, I I'm buying uh just for the fact I mean even if he's getting it done with one of those things 
he's he's helping the team. So I'm buying. And you see how the Angels are in first place in that division right now. So yeah. obviously it's paying off. And he's two and zero for pitching. Mm-hmm. Has a few home runs. A few few home runs. He had a triple. Like he's he's on fire. I'm buying. So now going over to the cold start. So buying or selling. First, on a cold start, the Dodgers with four wins and at the bottom of the NL West. Are you buying or selling the cold start? Uh, I'm selling. They're, I think they'd be able to turn around. I they, mean, I, they're so talented. I mean, and they're they're not that much different than they were last year when they, they went almost all the way. And again, so. baseball is the perfect example of a sport that is a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. Seen crazier things happen before. Yes. Uh, it's still so early. I see the Dodgers coming back. What about the Royals? Uh, is I'm, their time of being successful done? I, I think it's over. Uh, I'm I'm sell. I'm sorry. I'm buying. I'm buying the cold start there. Uh, well, I mean that their big names are already injured for them. Like their catcher is, is out six to eight weeks, which is unfortunate because I have him in one of my oh, MLB. <laughs> I have him in one of my fantasy leagues, but uh, he'll be riding my uh, my DL for a few weeks. But yeah, I'm I'm selling. I mean, maybe maybe when they get him back, like he'll he'll be able to help him. But I, I I'm not selling. I'm buying, buying. I'm buying the cold star. I think it's Cha-ching. over for them. And then lastly, John Carlos Stanton selling the I, strikeout king himself. Yeah, I mean he like it was it was signed because it's known that he's going to strike out. But I mean he is he's going to turn this around. I mean it's he's not going to be striking out five times a game, like every every week it's only a matter of time yeah i mean he uh, yeah he started out a little slow uh maybe it's just it could be even something of like adjusting to the cold weather right now because i mean he's not he's been Miami. his first game in new york was was postponed because of snow yeah so and I, there's a picture of him on his phone um out in short sleeves and the snowstorms going on it's him looking at the field like what the hell yeah but uh yeah i'm, I'm selling that he's he's gonna he's gotta do good things for them all right. So, uh, you can tell us what you think of our buy or sell, or also you can hook us up with any of your playoff predictions at wideopen underscore sports on Twitter. And again, don't forget that you can find us on Wide Open Sports on SoundCloud as well as iTunes. Let's get into this week's final drive. You want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, first off, the Marlin Man tries to discover the secret of what he calls jeter marlins and flies to the british virgin islands to find the marlins corporate headquarters finds out it's just a p.o box it's literally just a p.o box so in a building that says marlins so that's it nothing else was there there's no employees no no nothing just literally a, a post office this man is really bitter about yeah, about not getting everything about not getting free season tickets i saw something on deadspin that was like uh Derek Jeter tries to explain how to win games when you get rid of all of your best players. Yeah. There, fun fact, the Marlins had less people at their game than down the road, a double-A team, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, had more people in attendance at their game than the Marlins. I remember watching opening day where they were facing the Cubs. There are so many more Cubs fans there than there were Marlins fans. What do you think is going to happen when they play, like, the Reds or just, like, some team that is just has no relevance in, like, baseball this year? It's going to be – it's going to be like uh, – 
It's going to be like that, uh, what was it, the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Chicago White Sox game. There was like 190 people in attendance this yeah. year. But that's because it was like in the negatives, or not in the negatives, in the below freezing. Yeah. It was like 30 degrees out. There was 190 people there. And, I mean, there was almost even a no-hitter during that game, which was ri- ridiculous. But the only reason, because... The why, no one hit or no one saw. Yeah, the only reason why no one was there was because it was freezing in the middle of the week. Be, I'd like At that point, I would rather go to work than go to a baseball game, freeze totally. my ass off. Totally. So, like, I, that that's the only reason why it was like that. But besides that, I mean, it'll be like that. But yeah. in a worse circumstance because the play is so bad. Their season was literally over from the first pitch. Yeah. The first pitch was a home run for the Cubs. Yeah. And it's gone. Yeah. Uh, secondly, Marky Mark, the Sanchai Sanchez, if he actually stands on the field, because he'll be sitting the bench, will be sitting four games next year for a positive PDB test that he blames on unknowingly consuming a banned substance. Oopsie. Oh, man. The, the fall of Marky Mark. Two AFC championships in a row, to the butt fumble, to the steroids. Was it steroids? I, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was just some, some type of PED. He'll be sitting out four games, and he has no idea what he had. Uh, why don't you take the next one here? The Cleveland Indians and the uh, uh, Toronto Blue Jays had a delayed game yesterday. So to pass the time, the Cleveland Indians played Fortnite. On the uh, Jumbotron during the delay. All on the hype. All on the hype there. What you got next? Um, Cowboys have cut Des Bryant, who on the way out of the meeting tells Cowboy ownership and management, I will see you twice next year. Which means to think that he means to sign with an NFC East team. Which one? It's not going to be the Eagles because they have no budget. No, no budget. And our wide receiver core is already set. It's not, it's not going to be... Uh... Can't see the Giants bringing in another arrogant attitude wide receiver in a rebuild process. Imagine Odell and Dez in the same locker room yeah. together. I mean, so that leaves the Washington Redskins. Who would totally overpay? Yeah. Totally. I see he's going to go to Washington. Washington's going to totally overpay him. Give Alex Smith a target. Uh, next, we have boxer Rod Salka, was an American who wore an anti-immigration boxing trousers that said America first against Mexican opponent Francisco Vargas. Vargas knocked him out in six rounds easily. <laughs> Whoopsie. Whoops. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I'll let you take this one. Yes, let's get into a little bit of soccer. Uh, Champion League quarterfinals. Semifinals, my fault. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, semifinals. Yeah, because there's only four teams here. Are set Liverpool v Roma. Let's go Liverpool. And Byron gets Real Madrid. Did you see the first Liverpool Manchester City game at Anfield? Yeah. Where the Liverpool fans threw so many projectiles and items with the Manchester City bus that it destroyed the bus and the bus was undrivable to go back home. So Liverpool had to pay for a new charter bus to drive the Manchester City team back home because their fans destroyed the bus too much. And Liverpool fans were all upset a couple years ago about pricing going up for their tickets. Yep. So shit like that is going to bring the price up, idiots. Yeah, like, come on. Liverpool got there by again beating Manchester City. Roma stunned Barcelona. Barcelona had a 4-1 aggregate lead 
on them. And then Roma won the last game 3-0 to um, win and advance on the away goal tiebreaker. And then Real Madrid controversially got back Juventus on a late penalty kick goal by Ronaldo that Gigi Buffon was sent off for apparently saying something so awful to the ref that he said yesterday he would say it all over again if he could. <laughs> and then Byron Cruz passed uh, Sevilla. Um, speaking of which, I got breaking news, Rick. Mm. Unfortunate breaking news, honestly, though. Manchester United lost to pretty much relegation-bound West Bromwich Albion 1-0 after a J. Rodriguez in the 73rd minute goal to give the Premier League title to Manchester City. So Manchester City has been crowned champions of England. Yeah, uh, Liverpool's in the Champions League as well. Yeah, Tottenham will hopefully be there as well. Huh? A third title for Manchester City and their oil-funded machine, and a first for Pep Guardiola in the Premier League. He has now won the Premier League, he has won La Liga, and he has won the Bundesliga. He's won in Germany, England, and Spain. Wait. Right. Uh, and then lastly on soccer, in Serie A, Inter Milan winger Antonio Candreva hits a wild free kick that hit an unsuspecting steward in the back and ruptured his spleen. He needed to get emergency life-saving surgery on the spot. Holy shit. To remove his organ. He, he got hit with the ball that hard it ruptured his spleen. Holy crap. And he had to do, literally do life-saving surgery right there like on the on, on the bleachers oh my god in the game during the game ew oh my god <laughs> like I, I just like like what do you watch when you're a fan yeah because i mean one you're never gonna see again you're never gonna see spleen surgery ever again yeah <laughs> uh, but at, but at the same time you're there to watch a soccer game yeah like that's has so so like that's so I think I would watch the Sweden surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge soccer fan. Like, I'm a huge sports fan. But, I mean, I'm not going to... When gonna... are you ever going to see a spleen surgery right in front of you? I'm, I'm hoping they had some sort of, like, banners blocking it off. But that's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Only in Europe, right? Yeah. Um, next, let's get sexy. Uh, <laughs> Purdue basketball star Isaac Haas... Haas uh, is being sued for allegedly infecting a girl with chlamydia. Doctors apparently did not document the treatment or the case. So they covered up the whole thing. Oh my god, some more cover-ups. <sighs> the NTAA will be dead in five years. Oh if it even makes it that far. <laughs> um, I'll let you take this next one, too. Uh, Tim Tebow, Homer, his first pitch uh, for the Mets affiliate AA, the Binghamton Rumble, Rumble Podies. I hope Tim Tebow gets trade. No, we need him to be here in June when they come to Trenton. I hope, I hope we trade him so he gets some good uh, prop, more good prospects into our system. Uh, but Rick, it's just my favorite thing is when I'm driving home from work and you drive by Arm & Hammer Park, the lights are on for the thunder. It means spring officially isn't here with the weather. But when Trenton Thunder Baseball starts, you know it's here. Yeah. And we got to end the show on this one story that I just had to add in there. Connor McGregor, dude, uh, had himself the week last week when, uh, who was the guy? 
who was on the, the main card who slapped his friend, right. Khalid. Yeah, Khalid. Slapped one of Conor McGregor's friends with him and his cronies in the hotel in Brooklyn. Conor McGregor got his friends and flew a private jet from Ireland to New York and had two friends working on the security team who let him in a back door to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn after the UFC um, pre-fight um, interviews and news conference and everything. McGregor runs and finds the bus with all the fighters in it and threw a handcart through the bus, shattering the glass, and then also took a barricade, was about to throw it at the bus, got stopped, and then threw a trash can at the bus and broke another window. Three fighters were injured. One of them apparently got glass in his cornea. Jesus Christ. So there was three fights canceled, two for injured fighters, and then the one was supposed to be McGregor's friend who was involved in the incident as well. So the three fights were canceled. Conor McGregor was arrested on three counts of assault and one count of criminal mischief. Hey, that's so ridiculous. I mean, like, and what's good on the UFC, because... Uh, Dana White paid the fighters that got injured because they were supposed to be fighting. Yeah, they still got paid. I think that's good on the USA. Uh, like, because I mean, it wasn't their fault necessarily. Dana White showed absolutely no sympathy. Yeah, oh, yeah, no sympathy for Conor McGregor. Took him off the next card. Yeah, that he was supposed to be on. I mean, he's like, yeah, have fun in jail. I mean, Conor McGregor. That's like thinking you're you're above everyone when you're really not. Yeah, like it's so crazy. It's- Dude, that video was wild. It was. It was. But with that, that ends our recording. Please follow us on Twitter at wideopen underscore sports. Follow us on Instagram. Um, no, not Instagram. iTunes at wideopensportscast. Instagram might be coming soon. Yeah, we should do that. Uh, and also SoundCloud at wideopensportscast. And get ready. The holidays are coming, Rick. With Arsenal's loss today to Newcastle United. One Tottenham win or one Arsenal loss in the last five games will bring on the holidays. St. Gunner's Day. Oh, boy. Where we celebrate what would be the second consecutive year of finishing above the Arsenal. Really? Well, you enjoy that. Oh, I will. And with that? We will enjoy game three tomorrow. Yeah. Everyone have a great evening, morning, good night. Let's go, Devils. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.